Welcome to Meaning Over Money, a different kind of financial podcast where money is never about money. Welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are so excited to have you here. We hope you're having an awesome week. And regardless of when you're listening to this, we hope it adds value to your journey. And if it does add value, it would mean the world to us. If you would share with a friend or if you use Apple to rate and review our show, it makes a big difference. I have this tradition and I've had this tradition since I was doing financial coaching, you know, maybe eight, nine years ago. And and it's this, when I'm working with a family and they pay off all of their debt, I take them out to a dinner at any place in the metro they want to go. And we just do it up. Like we're not ordering like value menu and getting soft drinks. I mean, we're, we're doing, we're doing it all up. And so over the years, I've had the pleasure of, of having these awesome celebration dinners with people who've paid off all sorts of amounts of debt, you know, ranging from I paid off 20,000 of of credit card, or I've paid off 45,000 of student loans. I've had clients that have paid off a quarter of a million all across the board. And I love these dinners, partly because my wife joins and and I can't tell my wife anything about my clients. Um, I just can't. There, There has to be confidentiality for obvious reasons. And so my wife doesn't really know these stories. Sometimes she doesn't even know the people. And these dinners, when they want my wife to join us, and my wife often does, Sarah gets to hear their story. She gets to hear the behind the scenes of what really happened. And I don't tell it to them, they tell it. And, and honestly, I, I really enjoy hearing their story from their perspective because I have my version of it in my own head. But to hear them share their story from, from where they're at, it's so, it's so beautiful to me. It's one of my favorite things. And for whatever reason, my wife Sarah and I have been on several of these dinners lately with clients and former clients of mine. And I love, I love, I just love the experience. And and every single time I hear themes, I hear similar stories, I hear similar sentiments. And one of the things that, that I hear constantly, and it's kind of a letdown, and I think people, I think they're scared to really name it because it feels like they're ungrateful or like there's like 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 it should be it should be different but here's what it is people feel like when they're out of debt their life gets more complicated it gets harder to do this money stuff after they're out of their crap load of debt intuitively that doesn't make sense but i always tell people that is absolutely true and if you think about it when you're in debt and you're pursuing to get out of debt, it's pretty easy. There's really only one option on the table. Uh, We have some extra money. What do we do? Pay off debt next month. We have some extra money. What do we do? Pay off debt and so on. Life is actually really simple when you're, when you're in debt trying to get out, you just, you be very intentional. You, you spend, save, give very intentional and you put priority on paying off debt. That's a very simple way to do money. And then all of a sudden, you pay off all the debt and it feels so good to be free. It feels so good to be out of the debt. And all of a sudden, 
the world opens up. When you're out of debt and you have more income, the world opens up. It's like, what do we do? Do we, do we give more? Do we travel? Do we invest? Do we save for our cars? Do we add some more luxuries into our life? Do we give more? But back to that one, that one always comes up over and over. So many different options. Do we, do we invest in our kids' college? You know, what do we do? And all of a sudden, what felt so simple in the, in the prior years, in the prior months, now feels somewhat complicated. And it's kind of embarrassing because it's like, we just paid off a bunch of debt. Life should feel simpler, not more complicated. But, but that is how it works. That was actually my own experience. Life felt more complicated once we paid off 236000 of stupid debt that we had. And so it really gets to the heart of, of we need to lean into our values. And we just need to name it. It's harder because we have so many more options. I mean, that's a good thing, right? And they've, pro- they've proven from a behavioral science perspective that the more options we have, the more unhappy we are. The more options we have, the harder it is to make a decision. The more options we have, the more we are likely to regret our decisions. I believe it's called the paradox of choice. And it really gets us. It gets us in a lot of areas. Um, Think about this. Think about your 401k. They found that on your 401k, if you have a million different options, which in theory is a good thing, right? In theory, if you have a million different options, they're serving you well. They're giving you the whole menu and you get to choose whatever you want. But they've proven that 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 doesn't serve people well. They get confused and they're more likely to just not make a decision. And so there's a big risk when we get out of debt that we're paralyzed by the choices. We're paralyzed by the opportunities because they all seem awesome. All the things I mentioned, they seem awesome. They seem so good because they are. They are good. But we really have to, at that moment, so if you're at that moment where you've been there or you're about ready to be there, and I hope you are, know it's coming. And, And as you're paying off your debt, really lean into this idea of we need to think about what's next. And make a list. Literally make a list of, of, the, of the things that we need to focus on later. And later being later soon, later down the road, later a long time from now. Make a list of all the things. And start to put prices, whether that's a, a lump sum dollar amount or whether that's a dollar per month, start putting numbers to that and and just name it. And then once you have all those things written out, try to prioritize them. Try to put them in in an order that aligns with your values. And so one of the families I recently met with, they're going to get out of debt soon. And the question is, okay, now what? And travel, top of the list. Giving, top of the list. Putting money into their home, top of the list. Putting money away for kids their kids' college, top of the list. Except there's a problem. They can't all be top of the list. Because as we talk about, there's a power in focus. 
when we spread ourselves too thin, we don't really make that much progress in any particular area. That's why this getting out of debt thing is so powerful when we really lean hard into it and lean at one debt and just grind that one debt down to nothing and then we move on. And so we can't have everything be the top priority, but the good news is we don't have to. They're all important, but we have to have some sort of a sequencing. And then once we do, then we can attack it, kind of like we attack the debt. If this big trip coming up next year is your biggest priority, then let's attack it. Let's attack it. And, and if the other things can wait, attack that first. But finding ways to prioritize and then get after them. And, 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 it just, and we just need to name it. it. It can be overwhelming. There's too many good things for us to do, and there's not enough resources to do them all. And so we really need to think this through. We need to think about our values. We need to think about what's important to us, what's important to our family. If your family's dream is to travel the world, then, then please don't funnel all of your money into your car fund. If your car is about ready to break down and it's on its last legs and you just when you leave the house, you have your fingers crossed, hoping that your car, today's not the day that your car breaks down, you probably shouldn't be putting money into a fund for your travel for a year from now. We need to put these into context. We need to understand the importance. We need to understand the urgency of them. We need to make sure we understand how the pieces fit together so that three months from now, we don't put ourselves in a bad spot where we have to jump back into debt. Now, we never have to jump back into debt, but we, when we feel enough uncertainty and chaos, we just find ourselves back in debt. And so being thoughtful and proactive in the way that we approach those things will prevent us from having to be in debt. And I remember one, and recently one of my, my clients said, you know, they shared the news of being debt-free with family and their family said, well, enjoy it while you can. Enjoy it while it lasts. Presuming that, of course, they'll be back in debt. As soon as they need to buy a car, they'll be back in debt. As soon as they want to buy a different house, they'll be back in debt. As soon as they want to go on this trip, they'll be back in debt. But this family in particular said, no, 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 no. We were there before. We've done that. We've played that stupid game. And it did not serve us well. It hurts. It was painful. We're never going to go back. And so that's why the mission now is to say, okay, now what? Now what? Now where do we, where do we prioritize our saving and our spending and our giving? Now we reprioritize so that when those things happen, when that car breaks down, when it's time to book those plane tickets, when it's time to give that generous gift, when it's time to do these things, the money is there and we go do it. And we just, we do it. We don't have, we have no regrets, no remorse, no guilt, no resentment in our spouse. And we just do it. We just make it happen. That is when this stuff gets beautiful. That's when these things that often cause tension can actually be such a huge blessing. When something that can oftentimes cause tension and turmoil in the marriage, and by the way, money is the number one cause of divorce in America, 
when these things typically can cause tension and turmoil in our marriage, actually become positives in our marriage. Oh my gosh, it's so good. And, and I always make the joke, though, I'm not joking between me and you. I'm not joking um, when, I, when I tell people, my wife and I have enough problems that we can't afford money to be one of them. We just can't. We, we have enough things that we're, we need to work through continually um, that, that we can't let money be in there. We can't let money cause turmoil and tension in our marriage. And, and luckily, we don't. And, and that's a choice. I, there are things that I could do better that, to help navigate some of the other stuff we have going on. Some of it's my own fault. But this finance stuff, we have control over that. We control our decisions. And this money stuff, it's not a one-time decision. We, we don't boil our whole financial situation down to, oh, that one or two things that happened to us. No, no, no. This money stuff, the, the outcomes are a product of literally thousands and thousands of decisions, some big, some small. Hundreds of decisions a day we make all lead us to wherever we're going. And so we need to take that seriously. Now, I'm not saying that when we go to Starbucks, we need to sit there and ponder this decision for the next five minutes. I'm not saying that. But I am saying that at a high level, we need to really consider what's adding value, what's not. We need to know what the priority is. I can tell you, like with my own, with my own prioritization, I don't find a lot of value in spending $7 on a Starbucks drink. I just don't. But I do find value in spending $7 on a drink at a bar or a restaurant with a good buddy and spending time. I do find value in that. But my wife would tell you it's the opposite for her. She doesn't want to go spend $7 on a beer, she, but she will go spend $7 on the Starbucks drink. And so her and I are a perfect example of just opposite perspectives and being okay with that. I'm okay if she does that thing that she does. And she's cool if I do mine because we are each different. And, and as such, you are different than the other people. And so maybe to summarize this whole thing, we need to prioritize. We have so many options in front of us. We need to really look at it, assess it, put a name on it, put a dollar on it and then prioritize, and then stop dwelling on it. We don't want to dwell on it. If we're just sitting there dwelling on the money stuff all the time, we've already lost. It's not about that. It shouldn't be about that. It should be about living a meaningful life, full of purpose and doing good work and building strong relationships. And so we don't want to dwell on the money. We don't want to stress about it. We don't want to focus on it. We just want to do the right thing for the right reasons and go live an awesome life. That's all I have today. If you'd like to connect with us outside of the podcast, we would love to hear from you. You can find us on Instagram, Meaning Over Money. You can find me, Travis Shelton, on Instagram. You can find our YouTube channel. And of course, you can find Meaning Over Money, which is our financial course for young adults where we teach young adults how to live for the meaning and not for the money. And that's at meaningover.money. And if you decide you want to buy a course from us, please don't pay full price. You can get 25% off by using the promo code podcast25, podcast25. And, and that's our way of saying thank you for listening. 
And if you're not interested in that, you, you, you want no business in that, that's okay. We're just glad that you're here, and we hope this continues to add value to your journey. Take care, guys.